Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Welcome to Jesus the Healer. We're so glad you've joined us. Tell somebody else that we're on and invite them to join us. We have been taking for the last several weeks the individual cases of healing that happened under Jesus's earthly ministry and we're studying them line by line, verse by verse, because uh, that is one of the major flows of Jesus's ministry was the healing flow. And uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching and healing. So these are the works of Jesus. So while you sit under the teaching of the word, you can receive of the works of Jesus. Uh, Believe, I encourage you, release your faith. Expect something. Don't wait for somebody to necessarily uh, call you out or minister to you specifically. Right while you're watching and receiving the word being taught, you can receive your miracle. You can receive your healing. Release your faith for it. We've been taking, as I said, these individual cases of healing. And I want us to go today to Mark chapter one. And we're going to look at the healing of a man who was healed of leprosy. We were looking at the previous episode. I don't know if you've gotten to watch previous episodes. We would encourage you to go back and watch all of those, particularly of the ones that are titled Healing School, because this is where we're just breaking it down and studying it. But I love the verse that it says in Mark chapter 7, and I'll just read this to you. Mark chapter 7, verse 37 uh, there had been a man that was deaf and dumb that had just been healed under Jesus's ministry. And I love what the people said. It says, and when they saw this miracle, it said that the crowd was overwhelmingly astonished in saying he has done everything excellently yes. that he even makes the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. Listen to that. That means he was skillful. with ministering healing to people. Do you know that we're to be skillful in ministering healing to people? We're to be skillful in cooperating with healing power. We're to be skillful in receiving healing for ourselves. So today we have an intimate uh, crowd gathered and we're going to do some studying. Why? Because we want to increase our skill with the word of God, with the healing power. And so we're going to take some time in uh, there and we're going to start studying in Mark, as I said, Mark chapter one and verse 39. And it says this, and Jesus preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. Mm -hmm. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying to him, if thou wilt, Thou canst make me clean. And Jesus, moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken immediately, the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. And he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away and saith unto him, See thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. 
But he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could not could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places. And they came to him from every quarter. So let's study it. Let's go back to verse 39 and let's look at this passage. And it says, and Jesus preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. Notice where the devils were. (laughs) The people that were attending the synagogues needed to be set free. Amen. They needed to be set free. And notice he cast them out. Amen. When those who are bound come to our churches, they ought to be set free. They ought to be set free. That's what Jesus did in the churches. Well, thank God they did come. Thank God they came to the churches because you're not going to get set free at the mall. Primarily. Maybe if another believer ministers to you there, but primarily the local church is where you're going to come and be able to be set free. That's where you bring people that need help. Amen. 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 So verse 30 says, and there came a leper to him. Now you will recognize lepers by Jewish law were not allowed among society. The priest would basically proclaim them a leper and therefore they had to be removed from society. Why? Because this was a highly contagious disease. So to protect the rest of society, lepers were called outcasts. So it says in verse 39 that Jesus was in the synagogues and preaching. And then verse 30, and there came a leper to him. This wasn't in the synagogue then because this leper would not have been allowed in the synagogue. So evidently Jesus uh, has ministered in the synagogue. He's leaving it or he's outside of the synagogue. And now a leper comes to him. Now notice this. Uh, they were not allowed around society, but they weren't allowed to come up to individuals like Jesus either. That's right. But this man did. He took his life in his hands. Yes. Amen. Yes. He was putting himself at risk to come to where Jesus was. There are people and there are societies that are so against the, the message of salvation, so against Jesus. But I tell you what, if you will take the step to come, yes. you'll be rewarded. Yes. <laughs> he didn't wait for Jesus to come find him. He came and found Jesus. So many times people are sitting back and waiting for God to do something for them. Bring them a miracle, bring them healing, bring them provision, bring them help, bring them victory, bring them peace. And you have to get up, so to speak, and you have to take the initiative. If I, if you, you have to realize this nine out of 10 times, everything you receive from God is initiated by you, not by God. If you want to receive something from God, you have to initiate help. You have to come. And this is what this leper did is he put himself at risk to be in proximity to Jesus. And he asked, he comes to him. And uh, this is, this. he's coming to his place, to the place where he can receive help. So if you need help, don't wait for someone to seek you out. That's right. You know, if you're part of a local church, 
then you need someone. Let's say you you became sick while you're part of that local church or something. Call them. Let them know. Don't just sit at home and be upset that nobody knew you were sick. Amen. The Bible says that if we're sick, that we're the ones that are to do the calling. We call for the elders is what James says. The sick one is to do the calling. And so you don't don't take offense if people don't uh, pursue you. If you need something, pursue your help. Amen. We could say this. How bad do you want help? Don't wait for help to show up. Get where help is. Amen. And the local church should be the place where you can come and get your help. So verse 40 says, And there came a leper to Jesus, beseeching him and kneeling down to him. So we find that this leper came and he knelt down in front of Jesus. What is this? This is an attitude and a posture of worship. So this is his approach to Jesus. He's coming and he's uh, kneeling down to him as a, he's humbled himself. He's, he's recognizing this man has what I need. Amen. Yes. Amen. When we come in an attitude of worship, we position ourselves to receive from him. This is what happened. This man took a proper position. Amen. He recognized that this man was worthy of praise. He recognized that Jesus had what he needed. So he must have heard or seen something about Jesus, right? You don't come unless you've heard or seen something about about he, the healer. So he does that and he takes this approach of worshiping him. So we could say this, an appropriate an approach of worship is the appropriate approach to him. Why is this? Because worship brings the anointing. And the anointing is what destroys the yoke. No matter no matter if you don't know many, many scriptures in the Bible, if you will take an attitude and a posture of worship, letting him know, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, the anointing will come. Why? Because he always responds to heart worship. And the anointing destroys the yoke. How long should we worship? Well, Till the anointing comes. Amen. Amen. Till it comes into manifestation, right? Verse 40 says, uh, of course, let's read it again. There came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him. And he says something to Jesus. If you will, you can make me clean. So he's saying all he knows. He's saying all that he knows about Jesus. What does he know? He knows that he can. He doesn't know if he will. Yes. That's right. So we can see this. He lacked complete knowledge. Yes. He lacked full knowledge. But he just came with the knowledge he had. Amen. Jesus won't turn you away. When you come with all the knowledge you have, he's not going to turn you away. So the leper tells Jesus what he believes about him. He believes you can do this. You can heal me leprosy. But he also believes the wrong thing. I'm not sure if you will. Well, 
<laughs> so he's believes right and he believes wrong. Yes. <laughs> he's got a mixture yeah. <laughs> going. He believes that he can, but he's not sure that if he will. So he has a measure of knowledge, yeah. a measure of accurate knowledge. But his knowledge is incomplete. His knowledge is faulty. So he has wrong believing mixed in with right believing. <laughs> right? Jesus did not leave this man's doctrine messed up. He didn't leave it mixed up. He gave him the light he lacked. He said, I will. He corrected the lack of knowing. Why? Because he was in a position of worship. Listen to this. When you worship God, you are, I'm, t I'm talking a true attitude of worship is a teachable place. If you're not teachable, you're not really worshiping. Worship People that are worshiping are saying, I'll receive from you whatever right. you have for me. What? Because sometimes you go to worship God and he'll start talking to you about how you've been treating your spouse. You go, wait a minute, God, I'm talking to you about my finances. No, no, if you're going to worship God, you have to be taught. You have to be teachable. What is he going to bring you? So someone who is taking a position of worship, they're humbling themselves to receive something. Jesus did not leave this man with some right believing and some wrong believing. He corrected his yes. believing before he yes. ministered to him. Yes. He didn't leave him with accurate knowledge and inaccurate knowledge. Yes. Wasn't that being good to him? Yes. Jesus didn't rebuke him. Jesus didn't get upset because he didn't, he didn't know if Jesus would do this for him or not. He just gave him the life that he needed. Listen, don't worry about what you don't need. Act on what you do need. And when you act on what you, the light you do have, then the light you need will come. Don't worry. So, so the devil can sometimes make people fearful. I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Don't worry about what you don't know. Just act on what you do know. And God will bring you into what you need to know. This is what he did for this man, isn't it? Amen. Now, because Jesus corrected him in the sense of he corrected his wrong portion of believing, basically, we see this. You can't come and receive from Jesus with just any version of faith. you got to have Bible faith. You can't come with just what you think. you got to come with accurate yes. believing, yes. Bible faith. Because there's a lot of people who say, well, I just believe God will if he can, or, you know, or if he likes you, or if it's your lucky day, or, you know, they'll come up with all these man-made ways of thinking, and it is their version of faith, but it's not the Bible version. You can't receive from God with just any version of faith. You have to have the Bible version of faith. And this is what Jesus was doing. He was giving him what his faith lacked. He was, he was correcting his thinking, his doctrine, his believing, but not in a harsh re way of rebuke. He was just bringing him the light that he lacked. So verse 41, and Jesus moved with compassion. Now notice this, moved with compassion. Jesus was moved by something. It wasn't 
just by the man. It was by the compassion in him for the man. Compassion in Jesus motivated Jesus toward this man. So notice this. Why was Jesus moved with compassion? Because he was full of compassion. And what you're full of will move you. What you're full of will move you. Now be careful what you're full of. (laughs) Now, if you're full of unforgiveness, unforgiveness will move you. If you're full of offense, offense will move you. If you're full of faith, faith will move you. Amen. Amen. We need to be full of faith, but we also need to be full of compassion. I said we need to be full of compassion. So notice Jesus was full of compassion and that's what moved him. Why? Because healing is a flow of compassion. It's a flow of compassion. So we're to carry that same compassion for the sick that Jesus had for this leper. We are to carry that same compassion. And uh, you say, well, how do we come into that kind of compassion? One place, being in the presence of God. Being with the Father of compassion. The more we're with Him, the more we will take on uh, His flow. Because you can read the word and be apart from compassion. You can just read it mentally. You can just read it mentally and nothing be stirred in you. But you get in the presence of the father of compassion and what is in him will begin flowing into you. You, This compassion comes through fellowship with God. Fellowship with God. While spending time with God. That which motivates God will begin to motivate you. And compassion motivated Jesus. Where did he get that? Being in fellowship with his father. And so that's what was pouring out of him when he got around this man of need. Verse 41 says, and Jesus moved with compassion. Look at this. Put forth his hand. So compassion will call on you to do something. You don't just say, oh, I feel for them. No, compassion leads you to action. And so he put forth his hand and touched him. And he said, I will be thou clean. So what's he doing? He's giving him the light he lacked. The man didn't know if he would. Jesus said, I will. And notice it only took two words to correct the man's doctrine. Two words. Sometimes we think it takes years. It took two words. I will. <laughs> now notice this. Leprosy is spread through a touch. This man had not felt a touch, but compassion led Jesus to do what no other man would do. Touch him. Touch him. The, Jesus did what this leper had not felt in a very long time. The touch of someone else, right? So when Jesus made the statement, he didn't just correct that man's thinking and that man's way of believing. He corrected it for every man. Anyone who would wonder if God will. Amen. Jesus has forever canceled the doubt of his willingness. 
forever. The doubt of his willingness is canceled when he said, I will. It is my will. So when people say, I don't know if it's the will of God for me to be healed. Oh, yes, you do know. Jesus said it is his will for you to be healed. And it is we are we don't have the right to cancel out what he has declared to be his will. It's always his will. Always, 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 always. So Jesus forever settled that question of his willingness, not just for this man, for every man. That is settled. Amen. Never again do we have a right to question that. Never again do we have a right to doubt that because he said it was his will. Amen. 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 Jesus answered it for every person. Amen. Amen. Not just his will to heal some. Not just his will to heal favorites. He has no favorites. It is his will. So we see in verse 42. And as soon as he had spoken... Immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. We could say this. It said as soon as Jesus had spoken. It didn't say as soon as he touched him. As soon as he. Jesus touched him out of compassion. Jesus spoke out of power. Spoke out of authority. But his touch, he touched him out of compassion. And it says, and as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. What do we know? Leprosy had ears. Leprosy heard him say something. And leprosy left because leprosy heard him. Could I say this? Leprosy heard compassion. Amen. 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 Leprosy heard compassion. Why? Leprosy has no compassion. But when compassion came, that which was not of compassion had to leave. Verse 43. And he straightly charged him and forthwith sent him away. And he said unto him, See thou say nothing to any man (laughs) but go thy way show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for testimony unto them so it was a priest that would declare if someone had leprosy and was to be there for an outcast so since it was the the priest that turned him out of society it was only the priest that could permit him back into society so Jesus still abided by guidelines, sure, right? Yes. And he said, go back to the priest. And he said, let them declare you whole. So uh, not only would the priest, this be his responsibility, the priest was going to get a personal testimony. <laughs> that there's a healer out here. Amen. Amen. What a testimony to the priests and the religious leaders of that day. And we know that those were primarily the ones who opposed him and his healing ministry. So just keep sending the uh, fruit of his healing ministry back to the place. 
He wasn't doing it out of a grudge or anything. That was the process. You had to go back to the priest to be admitted back into society. But what a good testimony for those. Amen. Verse 45, but he went out, the leper went out and began to publish it much. And to blaze abroad the matter. Listen, you can't really blame him. I know Jesus told him not to, but you can't. You got to be thrilled. You got to be thrilled. It's hard to keep it to yourself, right? He went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter. Insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. I want you to see this. The impact of one man's testimony was so far-reaching that it moved a city and an entire region. One man's testimony. One man's testimony. It sent Jesus to the desert. (laughs) Because Jesus couldn't walk among the people in society anymore. But what it did, those who really were hungry, they would follow Jesus. They would find where he was at. They would seek him out. So we could say this. They thronged him so much that he had to go to a place where the region could accommodate the multitudes that came. But notice this. This man's testimony of healing brought others to Jesus. When you receive healing, others can be brought to Jesus. Amen. Your healing should mean someone else's salvation. Someone else's healing. It only took one man. The whole city, and then it says the whole, they came to Jesus from every quarter, a region. Because this one man's healing testimony. What am I saying to you? Tell your testimony. Tell your testimony. Tell what Jesus has done. You don't know whose salvation is connected to it. You don't know what revival is connected to it. A revival happened in this region. Because this man gave his testimony. And so your testimony is full of power. Amen. Tell it. And sometimes it might not seem as dramatic and as large to you as this man's testimony. But anything God does for you that someone hears about is an open door for him to do it for someone else who will believe it. Not if they mock it, but if they believe it. Amen. And you never know in the midnight hour when things are weighing on someone what they may remember about your testimony that brings them to the place of receiving their help. Amen. Hallelujah. This leper, just one testimony, one testimony did it. Hallelujah. So I want to pray. Let's pray for those who are watching. Some are watching by television. Some are watching online. Let's release our faith. Father, we thank you that healing power is present right where you're at. The power of God is present. We believe in the power of God. We speak to that power to go in, drive out pain, symptoms, sickness, and disease to be whole in Jesus' name. Now act on that. Do something. Do something. Violate that. 
do something you couldn't do and just raise your hands and say, I believe I receive it in Jesus name and I am healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.